Accountability for teachers. It's taken on a nasty meaning since the early part of this century when we vowed that no child would be left behind in our race to the top. It's given rise to asking pointed questions about what value teachers have added to their students' learning. And it's produced systems of district and school report cards that demonstrate sometimes harsh judgments about teachers' work. All of this is done in an effort to say something meaningful about the work of teaching and learning, which is done daily behind the often closed doors of classrooms where a single teacher has sway over a large group of children with malleable and often open minds. But in the day-to-day -day work of a close-knit school community like ours here at St. Andrews, accountability feels a little different. It has a lot to do with the relationships that hold a community together, its connective tissue, as well as the mutual obligations that define those relationships and help them to grow. Being accountable in a relationship often means being willing to say why or how you've done something or not, and it also involves a certain amount of expectation, the hope that all of a community's members are fulfilling their roles and doing their jobs. Here to talk about how accountability plays out in our day-to-day -day are parent, alum, teacher, and administrator Meriwether Truckner, faculty member Margaret Maines, and upper school head Blake Ware. I'm Buck Cooper. I am currently serving as the teacher of all the flavors of eighth grade math here at St. Andrews. Um, I'm also an alum of the school and a parent to two children, one in the upper school and one in the middle school. I am joined today by Margaret Maines, Blake Ware, and Meriwether Truckner. They can introduce themselves. I'm Margaret Maines. This is my sixth year at St. Andrews and I teach fifth grade history. I'm Mary Weather Truckner. This is my 10th year at St. Andrews. Um, I am an alum and I also have two children at the lower school and I teach sixth grade history and I'm also the assistant head of the middle school. I'm Blake Ware. I'm in my third year here at St. Andrews. I am the parent of two children on the South Campus and I'm the head of upper school. Thank you all so much for joining us today. I'm really grateful and hope we have a good conversation. I just want to start with sort of the basics, like let's see if we can establish some parameters. From any of your various perspectives, I want to know what you think accountability means within this particular community. In my mind, accountability is really deliberately being on the same page and working towards the same goal. It's a very deliberate, thoughtful action. I feel like accountability has a really negative connotation, but I feel like at its core, it's really, in my mind, just a commitment to the community. Yeah, I, I support all that and and, and say, I mean, it, it is a kind of life and community with one another mandates accountability in some way. Um, and it does not have to be a negative thing. It, can, it doesn't have to be a top-down thing or bottom-up thing, I, I think. In its um, kind of best form, I think it, it's kind of a, a mutually espoused set of goals and um, ideals that, uh, that we maintain as a community. What does that um, maintenance look like in the day-to-day, -day? the maintenance of those goals or the maintenance of that being on the same page or that maintenance of that commitment? What does it look like in the day-to-day? -day? I think that's where it gets hairier. Uh, um, <laughs> and I think that um, you're, you're going to get some uh, divergence in terms of um, kind of what it actually looks like manifest. Um, but I think on one hand, um, 
I, I think it actually starts with self. Um, I, I, I think that there's a kind of a, a, a reek that comes with um, with a desire to hold others accountable and, and not maintain the same standards for yourself. Um, and so I think that you know there, that is inherently difficult because people have different jobs and different workflows and different requirements of them. But I think that uh, it begins there. Um, and then I think moving forward, it, it, it's, again, it kind of in, in the hope of supporting the institution um, and most importantly, the students within it, um, it's a kind of uh, a, a mutual commitment and a recognition that reminders of um, our mutual commitments are, are, are really that in support of the, the students and the families. Yeah, I feel like big picture, it looks like, like for us, for example, well, I, I think it has to start with clear expectations. Big picture, that means like the mission statement, the vision statement, like why are we here as educators in general? But I also feel like it can go down to the little bit, like when am I supposed to post my grades on what day or how many grades am I supposed to have? So I feel like either way, it has to start with a clear expectation of what it is that you are supposed to be held accountable for. This particular episode's focus is on accountability in the work of teachers, but it sounds to me like in, at least sort of behind what you're saying, Meriwether, is that teachers can't really be held accountable unless someone who's supervising them has articulated Clearly. some clear set of expectations around the minimum maybe level of expectation in terms of workflow, in terms of deadlines and things like that? Yes. And I think that sometimes when things get tricky is if the expectation is not clearly set up, then how can you hold somebody accountable and you know who's in the wrong when things aren't going the right way? This seems related also to the other work of teachers with children, which is like, how do we ask the children to do something that we haven't made clear to them that they need to do? Also, the, you know, how do we assess the children on something that we haven't necessarily taught them? And yet you have children who will try to sort of game the system and say, you know, well, we never learned about that. Um, or you never told me that I had to have my shoes tied. Um, so how did, there's sort of a dance there between sort of a tacit set of expectations, right, for all professionals, professional educators, and then explicit expectations. And I'm just curious if anyone wants to say more about that. Like what, what feels safe to assume in this community where there's a lot of trust invested in people? And what feels like it needs to be repeated more often uh, than not? Well, I think kind of to bounce off of Blake too, the idea that there are so many irons in the fire. And I mean, I feel like you could almost spend an entire episode talking about grade book and my essay, you know, um, supervision at lunch and recess, study hall, morning meeting procedures, parent communication, student communication, and not even thinking about like your own curriculum, what you're actually teaching within the classroom. Um, one thing, and this might be a bit of a dive off with accountability and those clear expectations, I think it's important to keep in mind that, that no teacher wants to be the weak link or doesn't want to meet expectation um, or fall short of accountability or anything. Um, that I do think it starts in those clear um, expectations. And I mean, I think that it also starts in, in the classroom. 
what we're doing and, and focusing on our students. You point to the variety of roles that teachers have to play in the, in, in the work of doing school, the life of a school community. Um, and you point to one way in which um, like those roles make, make things complex for teachers. How do they make holding a teacher accountable more complex, though? I mean, if someone's got playground supervision and grades to upload and all of these other sort of various facets of, of their work, how does that complicate <laughs> holding people accountable um, when, say, they fall short of the mark? And this is a really open question to all of you. I think mean, you have a unique perspective to offer Blake as someone who probably does have to hold people to account when they fall short of the mark here. I mean, I, I think from my perspective, I think one of the places that, that I always try to begin from, um, and really this is informed by my own experience when I was a full-time teacher and full-time and head coach and dorm parent and, you know, like all, all the other things that people are asked to do um, by virtue of, of working in a place like St. Andrews, I, I think that um, beginning from the place that, Margaret, you did, uh, of like no, no one is like, is like trying to do a bad job, right? Like no, no one is like actively just trying to not um, get all their stuff done and, 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 and recognizing that this is a, it's a really difficult um, and complex job, you know, in, in trying to wear all the hats. And so I think beginning from that place is, is just critically important. I think also, um, you know, like having good rationale for the why behind some of the things that are asked of, and it could be, um, you know, it could be like, this is a liability thing for the, you know, wellness of our children, right? This, it could be that this is uh, really intended to um, ensure that, that, you know, Families are communicated with um, in a timely manner so that um, you know their students can you know, have the best education possible. You know, like what, whatever the rationale behind, um, I think that's an important thing to um, you know to communicate and to and and I think it also is, is helpful in the why behind the accountability and the why um, behind the timing of things specifically because often I mean we are coming off of or like not coming off of, like we're in the midst of a like a, a kind of a tough time right I mean like this is end of quarter grades are due progress report I mean all these things are happening right now and so it's important to have a, a, a good understanding of, of, of the why right now um, and so, I, I don't know, th those are the first two things that come to mind just in light of the complexity of the role and, and recognition that because it's so complex, we are, like, we are not asking anyone to waste their time uh, without, you know, we're not asking anyone to, to again, waste their time. Mm -hmm. I think that it can be really difficult because starting from, like, a place of grace, like we're saying, I think is really important, but, like, there's still things that have to get done and kind of like what Blake was saying I feel like as a teacher at this moment you know I have to prepare my lesson plans but I also have to do my grades and I also have to do my comments 
And at the end of the day, it's up to me to decide which of those, like there's only so much time in the day Mm -hmm. and what I need to get done. And unfortunately, I feel like that often means that my lesson plans are the most, that's the priority because I have 81 kids in my class waiting for me to tell them something important. And so that means that the grades get pushed. And I feel like as a teacher, that's the right move because I don't want to waste my kids' time and they are here in class. But I also feel like that's the thing that's least able to be accountable about. I don't feel like I said that right. But, you know, like with grades, they are there. They are numbers. You know that you're either doing them or you're not doing them. But it's harder to hold me as a teacher accountable for what I'm teaching in my class. But I feel like that's the thing that I often prioritize Mm -hmm. because that's the thing where I have living bodies waiting for me, if that makes sense. Absolutely. That, to me, honestly, feels like the sort of root piece behind all the sort of punitive forms of accountability that we see in schools is that nobody has the time or nobody has the insight to spend meaningful energy watching the work that teachers do day to day behind a door with a group of 20 students um, or has as much as they would like. And so they try to get at it indirectly with test scores or with state standards or with all of these other ways in which they can indirectly control the work of teachers rather than engagement with the act of teaching itself, which is so hard to get your, your, your hands around. Um, I'm wondering, sort of, I want to ask sort of a provocative question. As teachers and as administrators, um, what are the ways that you wish your teaching colleagues were asked to be more accountable? And alongside that, where do you feel like there could be more trust for your teaching colleagues? I feel like the word trust seems very personal, like I'm very emotional. I feel like when I think about people, when I think about trust at our school, I feel like it's more about autonomy. Like I'm giving the autonomy of my class. I'm given the autonomy of my curriculum. I am the one who's choosing what I'm teaching and what I'm not teaching. And I feel like that's really good in a lot of ways. Like I feel like we really like that because I don't want to have to turn in my lesson plans and I don't want somebody checking up on me every class period to see if I taught this, this, and this. But I feel like that requires the school to give me a lot of autonomy. And I, I don't know, I feel like that can get really, you have to really trust that they're doing the right thing. And that's, I mean, just like what we were saying earlier, it's hard to know if you were. Mm-hmm. I feel like having more structure in place in a lot of ways and more um, like requirements isn't really a popular thing teachers don't really want to do that but in the end like that seems to be the thing that could inspire more accountability because it's saying that the expectation is that you're going to do this Mm -hmm. so and with a vague expectation it's hard to be held accountable when there's not exactly a structure in place that I'm supposed to be meeting and I, I feel like that cycles back to the classroom you know, I don't have a class full of fifth graders and say, sit wherever you want, do whatever you want. This is this is your 50 minutes, make it happen. You know, this is, you give clear expectations and to allow them to thrive. And I don't think they feel stifled or, you know, um, anything like that. And I, I feel that way too as a teacher is that structure isn't bad. It has a negative connotation. Um, especially I feel like teachers feel very personal about the work that they do, which they should. It is an extremely personal thing. Um, but that structure and guidelines aren't 
aren't always bad. To use my own teaching career, my first year at St. Andrews, I was um, I hired to be a fifth grade writing teacher. It was exciting. I was elementary ed major. That's what my master's was in. I was ready to take on the world, but I get to St. Andrews and ask about the curriculum, and they very politely, with all the trust in the world, say, teach them how to write. We'll see you in May. And as a 23-year-old first-year teacher, that was a horrifying thing to be told by an authority figure. For sure. And, you know, then you have, as it goes on, you know, teacher friends that are saying, you know, well, you should try to have about three test grades a quarter or try to get two class grades a week or, you know, those, those pieces come together. But if I took it at face value of what the expectation was, I, I don't know if that would have been quite as a successful sink or swim experiment as it turned out to be. Yeah, it's strange. It's this weird place where I think professionally people think that they're giving you a gift by telling you, here's an open field, run. Um, but they're not telling you that at the end of that open field or the entire time that you're running, judgments are being made <laughs> and expectations that are tacit are being, you're being measured against those expectations. Um, that seems like a hard place to be in at any point in your career, much less your, your first year out of college. And that stands, I think, pretty much in stark contrast to here is the textbook, here are the learning standards, there will be a test in May, um, and your work will be evaluated on the basis of the performance of that test uh, by, by your students. Surely there's like some middle ground in there where we can establish some priorities around what that structure looks like for professionals. Because I think what you're all saying absolutely makes sense, that the idea of accountability makes no sense at all if there aren't guardrails or guidelines or some sort of framework that is explicit that um, sets the tone, the parameters for the relationship of accountability between teachers and all the people with whom they work. Well, and we as middle school educators, you know, going back to what Blake said, like the why, why do I need to know that? I feel like that's a question for teachers too. Why do I need to have three test grades a quarter? Like, why do I need to have this, that, and the other? Like, those questions are important. And it'd be good to have the forethought to be able to say, this is the reason why we do that. And maybe then it wouldn't feel so punitive, like you are, you have to do this just because it's another hoop. It's not a hoop, it's because we think it's educationally sound. Mm -hmm. I think also when you are drinking from a fire hose at the end of <laughs> nine weeks, and you're trying to triage your workflow, that that sense of why that Blake pointed to, having that in your mind helps you to sort of do that prioritization of, okay, this can sort of be pushed for a moment, this needs to be raised to the fore, this is something that has to be kind of a North Star. So I wonder um, the ways in which maybe administrators can or do currently help onboard faculty in, into those sort of norms or expectations or guardrails, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. So the, I think the first thing that, that is really, really important for me to communicate to, to my, uh, to, to new faculty members is, is that they, like, that they were hired for a reason. And, and it's, it's not, that they are not just like a warm body to occupy 
a classroom and a space. Like they are, they were hired because like we we really do trust in their abilities. We are confident in their um, in the contributions that they can make to the institution, uh, to the education that they can provide. And so, I think a lot of things kind of flow from that. Um, we we have a great new teacher program that um, that is. I mean, we, we, that we have plenty of new teachers in this year. I think we are always um, open to feedback on ways that that can continue to grow and get better and better. Um, and I think the, the, the way that teachers are onboarded um, is absolutely a kind of culture setting um, Endeavor for you know, life in a particular division, and um, you know as we as we talk about the kind of um, really the rhythm of the school year. I think what what is baked into that is all all the kind of accountable asks uh, that we have, and so it's things like writing progress reports or having grades submitted, um, and 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 but it's also you know, frankly in in my conversations, especially through interviews. There's oftentimes like the question of you know like faculty are asked to wear a lot of hats around here. So like, in what other ways would you like to contribute to the life of the school, knowing that that it is like our hope and expectation that that you will be contributing in other ways besides purely just you know your content expertise. And so um, I mean I think that um, well if if I'm honest with you I'm I'm also regularly surprised by the transition that faculty members make here and, and um, the, I guess the, the ways that the asks are, asks are different, right? Where, where again, they're not submitting their lesson plans on a weekly basis for some obscure reason or to kind of satisfy a state you know, mandate or something like that, right? I mean, like they're, they are not worried about um, <clears throat> state test scores or, or you know, kind of a, a, name the metric, right? Um, and so, yeah, part of it is just like assimilation to kind of to, to life here and department chairs are really helpful with that as well. Um, but I, yeah, I think that as we, again, I, 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 I think as people grow accustomed to the culture here, they, they begin to kind of understand what the high priorities of, of what time of year are and why and uh, again um, and and again like good conversations sometimes come in terms of you know that could look like accountability I guess but again it's just like really intended to ensure that people have the support that they need for success in their first year. The mentoring program you mentioned the like formal aspect of faculty onboarding in my experience, has sort of changed over time and has become really good in terms of we've sussed out the need where it falls in the rhythm of the year and that support sort of comes just in time or it anticipates slightly, which I think is, is a really valuable facet of it, of it. I guess I also just want to step back generally. Like part of, part of the conversation for me is, has been this thread of informal expectation versus formal expectation, formal onboarding, informal practices that onboarding can't quite touch, um, but then also the many hats that teachers wear as well. Um, and I just wonder, um, 
like what are the aspects of our life together as a school that you all feel where we have the highest levels of accountability? And then what are those aspects? And I'm setting up this sort of dichotomy between accountability and trust. And maybe that's a false dichotomy, but it's the one I want us to play with right now. <laughs> but what are the aspects of our life together as a school that are the ones where we feel we have the highest levels of accountability? What are the ones where we feel like we're investing more trust? And then sort of a follow-on question that would be, where would you recalibrate that? So that's a lot of parts. Um, where's there currently the most accountability? Where's there currently the most trust? How would you make changes there? I feel like in a lot of ways, there's the most ac accountability to the things that are the easiest to measure. And I don't know that those are necessarily the things that are most valuable. Um, but kind of going back to what we said earlier, I mean, I feel like the relationships that teachers have with their students is the long, the most long-lasting thing, I think, that you can provide is to be, you know, a source of something, whether it's information or comfort or um, connection or whatever it is. And I feel like that's kind of an immeasurable thing. Like, I don't know how you would measure that like ask students, like pull the kid, you know, that would be a really hard thing to measure. So I feel like inherently that involves the school trusting that teachers are being that for students. And I don't know how you could measure that any differently, I guess. Mm -hmm. Okay, but we can't measure recess duty. We can't measure. I mean, I think you could. Like, yeah. I, mean, I think that seems something very easy to measure. It's like a one or zero could, situation, right? You're, you're either there, and, you're yeah. Yeah. and you're watching, or you're not. Right, mm -hmm. right. And I feel like, I mean, we could have an administrator going around to check and make sure that all the teachers are on recess duty, but that does seem a little. It's really not extreme. Sure. I think you point out something true, which is that the things that are easiest for us to get our brains around quantitatively specifically I would say are the things that we feel the most comfortable calling people to account on mm -hmm. um, and the more nebulous but maybe more valuable things are also the things where we invest more trust well but I was I mean maybe I'm thinking about this the wrong way I think there there is value in like making sure that students are or that teachers and students are accounted for and that like there's not a fire, right? Like I mean, like, <laughs> the, 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 like there aren't like real safety issues, right? And so, right, right. so that is important. Uh, although it, it it is a, I also think it's a pretty low level expectation that like that you are in the classroom with students when you say that you will be, like that that, which I think everyone would agree with that. Um, but again, that. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of where that squares with the dichotomy, I guess. Sure. Uh, and so, anyway. Um, I mean, I think also a certain amount of this accountability we're talking about is rooted in, like, there are accountability forms that are external to the school that you point to fires, teachers being present with students. Like, liability is a form of accountability, it is legal accountability. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something that I think is sometimes lost on, on any number of us in the moment, right? Like if, yeah. 
what else though? Um, other thoughts about places where we're investing more trust or places where the a trust to accountability ratio is somehow skewed? I mean, I really do have a lot of thoughts about like really wanting the adults within the school, like trusting them to be the adults in the school, you know? And, and I think it is also something like, if we are giving you, if you're gonna, you know, instead of having a PD, an hour for PD, like all together as a faculty, if we are gonna give you this hour to like write progress reports or, or, or to work generally, like I, I, am, I am doing so trusting that like that you are going to use that time as you see fit. And I don't think that I need to like bring everyone into a large room and, and, and watch them work, you know? Um, I think where it gets harder for me is um, in really wanting to trust that um, kind of like the, the additional things that are also really, really important to the life of the school um, that I, I think, again, like they're, they're going to be of higher priority for some than others, you know? And so th there's, this, there's this challenge there with, um, with wanting to strike some sense of equity in, in the ask of all of our teachers, uh, recognizing that equity is a really, really difficult thing to strike, even within a division, much less within an entire school. Um, and that, again, like that, that, that people's leadership of a club, for example, um, may feel obligatory where another person's like leadership of a team, like could be like their, their deepest passion, like, like the thing that they love doing, right? And so it, like that, that for me has always felt much more difficult to like, kind of hold accountable because I do think like the motive is pretty different among different people. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think you, you bring up a good point with the, the equity and in in accountability. And one thing that I think has been successful that was definitely nebulous in years past is the idea of we uh, formed these committees uh, in the middle school and, and you're either chairing a committee or you're on a committee and everyone's in one and it's you know not the age-old same four or five people that are buying the birthday cakes and setting up for the school dance and you know all of those things so I feel like that's almost a tangible way with those extracurricular expectations that we've been able to kind of do a little accountability and I think people feel better because they know I'm in the student life committee I'm helping plan middle school Olympics or I'm part of the Episcopal community you know it, it gives people a firm place to stand so um, I feel like that's been successful as far as putting in some accountability where there previously wasn't any or it just wasn't clear which I think brings us sort of back to the beginning of the conversation that was accomplished right through the explicit articulation of an expectation which was you as a faculty member will sign up for slash participate in some number of these particular committees. So mm -hmm. that's, that's very helpful. Um, I think that's all we have for time. So I just, again, want to say thank you to all three of you for being a part of this conversation. I feel like we have a lot more that we could delve into and maybe that's best done over lunch or that's best done in, in another episode maybe we get such a, a, a up, uproar from this one that you know we have to just come back get the band back together and make it happen again but thank you so much all of you i really appreciate it
Many thanks to our guests today, Blake Ware, Margaret Maines, and Meriwether Truckner, for a lovely conversation. Please join us next week when we talk about admin accountability. <laughs>